Hey everybody, welcome back to the Crypto Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Henriquez, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. But uh, real quick, guys, make sure you go ahead and listen to the When Moon Podcast. It is on Spotify as we speak. We have two episodes out. It's going to be a great program. It's in its infancy as we speak, as is the Crypto Plug, honestly, to be honest. But um, guys, it's a lovely day to, to go ahead and listen to the When Moon Podcast. So if you get a chance, go ahead and do that. And uh, guys, we're going to discuss one big thing, which I'm sure you guys can guess what it's going to be. It's going to be about the EOS mainnet. What a shock, I, I guess is the right word. It's ridiculous. But we're also going to talk about three ICOs. I think we're going to do the one big thing first today because it's so big, right? So the EOS mainnet halted, right? And it's it's almost ridiculous because it's only been 48 hours, right? So, or less than 48 hours, actually. So through a Steemit post, the top 21 EOS block producers announced that the mainnet was paused. So the block producers and the standby nodes all were trying to figure out what the hell is going on. They're like, oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, all the transactions on the EOS mainnet were frozen. So they're not exactly saying what it was that caused this freeze in transactions or in the mainnet, but uh, it's a little bit concerning, isn't it? Um, that so soon this happened, but then again, it is the beginning. Every project in, in its infancy has these ridiculous things that it has to work out, work all the kinks out. So, you know, let's give them a little bit of leeway. Anyway, guys, so a lot of the APIs for the block producers were displaying as red on the network monitor. That's just, a, it's kind of a big deal. A lot of people are suggesting that it might have been a DDoS attack. Um, this is apparently one of the EOS UK Twitter accounts said there's a lot of red on the EOS network monitor as the EOS mainnet crashes. It's a strong word to use crashes, but I mean, objectively it did crash. So they posted on Steemit and they claimed that they formulated a method to unpause the chain about an hour after it was identified. So right now, apparently the mainnet's back up. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Everybody knows the the background on EOS is that it's the highest highest funded ICO of all time with a estimated four billion dollars before it was launched um the markets really haven't responded too harshly to this failure to maintain the mainnet uh really honestly EOS is is only down 0.8 percent on the day so you know maybe people really didn't think that it was it was anything worth uh, being worried about, which is cool because that means that uh, the FUD isn't setting in already. Uh, once again, I do actually urge everybody that's invested in EOS, uh, you know, do your due diligence, do your research, decide whether you still want to be involved in the product project. I don't see why you wouldn't want to be, but always stay up to date with the news, stay up to date on what's going on with the project, stay up to date on what's going on with the main at the block producers, all that stuff. Make sure that you know what you're investing in. Because when stuff like this happens and you're not really up to date on what's going on, it can seem like a slap in the face and it sucks. That much is the truth. So yeah, guys, we're EOS mainnet halted. It's back up now. But that's the one big thing for the day. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the top three ICOs that I want to talk about. These are actually very cool. Right now, first, we're going we're gonna to talk about Go Network. The website is gonetwork.co. I try to go to the web, to their network or to their website. Sorry. And the website must be down. It must be down. Uh, maybe they're doing some maintenance on it. Maybe there's something else going on, but the website is down. Essentially, the Go network is a fast, low-cost, and scalable network that connects the Ethereum blockchain to other mobile, desktop, and web platforms. 
It'll be mobile focused and uh, uses technology called state channels to minimize on-chain transactions by accumulating transactions off-chain before any output is given. So real quick, let me give you guys some background on Go Network. Really, the problem that they're trying to solve is the biggest problem with the ETH, with the Ethereum uh, platform, and that is scaling. So they won the ETH Waterloo uh, hackathon, a 36-hour event, uh, worked alongside Vitalik and Joseph Lubin. So they won that. So it's a very, it's a brilliant group of developers and coders and stuff like that. So this isn't a bad product project to be involved in. So if you are interested in the scaling solutions for the Ethereum platform, this would definitely be one to get involved in. Uh, the solution that they are that they're introducing is particularly favorable to mobile because the architecture and programming language. Uh, so. Yeah, so if you guys want to check them out, go ahead and go to gonetwork.co. When I checked their website, it was down, but I don't think it'll be down for long. I'm sure they're just doing some kind of maintenance. The next one is something that I am 100% sure that you guys have heard about. Obviously, it's uh, Neon Exchange, right? So the Neon Exchange is essentially, I'm going to keep it short, but essentially it's a decentralized exchange that is outfitted with sophisticated features like limit orders and the such like that. So as we know from centralized exchanges, they happen to have all these fancy features that you can, you know, you can essentially treat it like you're trading securities for lack of better words, but that's how you can really uh, treat it on these centralized exchanges. And on these centralized exchanges, things can be clunky, they can suck, you know, it's real hard to use for the layman, but uh, Neon Exchange is is changing that. Of course, you know, it's related to the NEO project, which a lot of people call uh, Chinese Ethereum. But, you know, uh, yeah, so it's it seems like a project worth uh, checking out. So if you are interested in decentralized exchanges that have the same features as centralized exchanges, this would definitely be the project to check out for you. Uh, I think it's very cool. I think it's going to do great. And I'm actually looking forward to how this develops. I'll keep everybody up to date. I'll make sure to make sh sure that you guys know what's going on. And uh, without further ado, we'll move into our last ICO to watch. And that is Kairos with a K, K-A-I-R-O-S. Kairos, like the city, but spelled different. So uh, Kairos is an identity company specializing in face recognition. Through computer vision and machine learning, they can recognize faces and videos, photos in the real world, making it easier than ever to transform the way business interact with people. By that, I imagine that they're talking about the way that business will be able to use facial recognition for security, access, uh, personalizing the experience to you. It all sounds very cool. I'm a futurist. I do enjoy thinking about uh, AI, singularity, uh, facial recognition, things like that. Anything that involves basically taking this technology that's so incredibly revolutionary in this time that we live in and, you know, making it one with human culture because we are speeding towards that. We might as well hasten it and make the best technology possible. Anyway, guys, I'm sorry about that rant, but it's the truth. You know, I like uh, to take a future stance on a lot of things. So... They navigate the traditional complexities of face analysis technology and offer a powerful suite of developer, tool, developer tools that any business can navigate and integrate with ease. Uh, it's a venture-backed organization. It processes millions of faces every month. And basically, you're just trying to meld um, identity, emotions, demographics, facial recognition with the blockchain, well, with blockchain technology. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting 
uh, very intriguing to watch how this goes. I'm very excited to see how it turns out. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of projects out there. So I try to weed through this stuff for you guys. So that that way you guys don't have to dig and find out that you invested in a scam ICO. But, you know, once again, guys, this is an investment advice. I'm just giving you guys some nice accredited ICOs that I think are going to come out with incredible projects. And some somebody that if you were to decide that you decide that you want to give them your money, they are going to use your money responsibly and they're going to develop a project that you may be able to get behind. And that's really something that you should search for every single time that you give anybody money to develop something. Make sure it's something that you actually believe in, that you're actually profitable. I mean, that you actually uh, that you actually believe in that's not just going to be profitable, rather. You know, um, it's easy to find projects that are going to make you money. Well, I guess not really easy, but it's easy to find projects that promise that they're going to make you money. It's hard to find projects that are introducing something that they really believe in and that they're passionate about. So make sure that money isn't the only thing that you're in pursuit of when you do invest in ICOs. Make sure it's it's something that you want to support, guys. So thanks, guys, for everything. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you guys do go and listen to the When Moon podcast. I think it's going to be great. I think if you're more market-oriented rather than, than just caring about the tech, I think you're going to enjoy that a lot. Maybe you don't want to get a whole long-winded trade analysis. Maybe you want it mixed in with an interview. When Moon Prodca- the When Moon podcast, I'm sorry, I guess, is perfect for that. You know, we meld market talk, we meld casual talk, and then you get to hear from people that are leading the revolution in the crypto space and beyond. So, you know, there's there's just so much to like, guys. We're working on the production for it. It's going to sound real great. I'm very excited to share with you guys as it grows. And uh, yeah, guys, let me go ahead and leave you guys with the thought of the day and a quote. So the other day I, I spoke about how important it is to have perseverance. Obviously, perseverance is paramount to success. If you give up every time that you reach a rough spot, you are not going to have a great time in any industry. It's the truth. You hit a pothole. You decided to get out of the car get out of the car and just walk, you know, more power to you, I guess, but you know, you should persevere. You should try to overcome. But what we don't talk about enough is the importance of failing forward. If you are doomed to fail, you should fail forward. It's that simple. Make sure that the failure that you are about to experience is simply a a stepping stone towards future success. Failing is extremely valuable. It gets a bad rap, but the truth is that most of the people that have succeeded in the public eye are are people who have failed before. So you you should take the failures that you do experience and harness them and learn from them so that the next time you turn failure into success. Guys, everybody fails. Make that failure count. Now, the quote that I'm going to leave you guys with is, failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. That was Henry Ford, intelligent guy, you know, as he succeeded, he had a lot of failed products and projects before that. I don't know if you guys knew that, but go ahead and research Henry Ford and see all the stuff that he failed at before he became an automobile magnate. So guys, I love you guys and thank you so much for being here. We're going to have another episode for you guys very soon. And remember to stay plugged in.